This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest. I'm your host, Mike Parkin, and joining me tonight are Richard Hawes. Hello, everyone. And Stephen Lockridge. Hello. Uh, this week we're concentrating on uh, streaming releases. Uh, we're going to kick off with the Sylvester Stallone superhero movie Samaritan. Uh, then we've got a Taiwanese horror movie called Incantation. Uh, we've also drummed up a, um, a fan film based on The Crow, simply called Crow. Uh, looking forward to talking about that. Our short shot this week is a Star Wars fan film, E11 Standard Issues. And we're going to round off in our DTV throwback with another streamer, Night in Paradise, a Korean gangster thriller. So without further ado, let's crack on. Our first review then is Samaritan. A young boy learns that a superhero who was thought to have gone missing after an epic battle 20 years ago may in fact still be around. Okay, so guys, um, watching this film, did either of you get a sense of deja vu? Well, um, well you know, there's a lot that's familiar about the film and the, and the story. Specifically, though, about a film that we watched about a month ago. Uh, this is this is the superhero version of Clean. Oh, y- you know yeah. what? <laughs> you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. I, I hadn't even that. thought of that. That's yeah, a really, that... really good point because I was thinking of all this stuff like Arch Enemy and all that sort of stuff. I didn't even think of Clean. That's a fantastic observation. This is, a, you know, it's exactly the same character. Almost, you know, obviously without yeah. the superpowers, you it know, is. Adrian Brody. You're right. Character, even even down to fix, you know, fi- finding junk and fixing it up, and you know. Yeah, yeah. Bring it back to society. And... My God, yes. yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't pick up on that because I love clean. No, I, did. I did have that thought when it started. To be fair, I'm like, is it? Yeah, it is more or less. But mm. yeah, and I forgot about it since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that aside, we've got um, a very good performance by Sylvester Stallone in this. Um, he, he's he's done a bit of a Richard Gear and gone grey, <laughs> and and looks very good for it. Um, I think, um, you know, people have, some people have complained that this is a sort of a low stakes kind of superhero thing, but I actually like that, you know, mm. it, it's not all about saving the world or anything like that. Um, it is this, you know, this, this battle between these two people, basically, what it boils down to. Um, Steve, what are your thoughts on Samaritan? I really enjoyed it, actually. Um... Yeah, it is pretty, you know, not generic, but not, you know, we've seen it all before, but I just thought the performances and the action, while not, like, it's not about the end of the world or anything like that. It's about saving, you know, your local community and stuff like that. And I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was done well. I thought Sloan was great. Even the kid was good. He was just on that, knife edge of not being too annoying if you know what I mean. Have you been watching um, the Umbrella Academy? You know what? I started I started it but Mm. when I had had COVID I just couldn't concentrate so Uh, no. He's he's in season three of that it turns out. Right, okay. 
and sort of all the characters. But anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit cliche. Some of it, you know, like the you know single single mother struggling and stuff like that. But I just thought it was really enjoyable, and I must admit, I didn't see the twist coming, mm. which. I'm normally quite good at, I normally see it, you know, a mile off, but I was like, oh, hang on. And that, when you look back at it, it's there underlying, mm. you know, and yeah, that's what is it really enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, Rich, how about you? Yeah, I, I called it about, you know, 10 minutes in or, or five minutes in or whatever it was, I pretty much knew. I was like, they're going to do that, aren't they? And, uh, mm. and I was just waiting for it to be confirmed that it was like, ah, there we go. But um, no, it's no bad thing. But the um, the movie itself, I, it had me from the get-go because it's got fantastic production values, but the opening mm. titles are like really cool, stylish font against like mm. this burning uh, background reminded me of like um, Lethal Weapon 3 and stuff. So you could tell this movie had a budget yeah. from, from the start. Yeah. Uh, and yes, although it's all set in a sort of a very limited space, this is a theatrical standard movie. And I think what's great about it is it's a non it's you know, it's not an established IP. It's not an ex, it's not a Rocky. It's not a Rambo. It's not even an Expendables. It's something completely different that Stallone is, uh, although he's not in it f uh, in the first act too much, mm. it's hanging on him. Uh, and it completely works. He he carries when he when he's in you know becomes the main character or when he's on screen he's carrying it. He's believable. He's perfect in the role, and you can't really imagine anyone else being able to pull that off. I think I don't think you know because he's I mean he's seventy five or six now. He was about seventy three when he made it, but you, you it, it it just works, doesn't it? I mean oh, yeah. more so more yeah. so than even Rambo: Last Blood. I would say. <clears throat> I, I think this is probably the best film Stallone has done, the best character he's played for a, a really long time. And you know, you put this up against something like Escape Plan 3 and stuff, geez, it's oh, like, God, yeah. couldn't be more different. Um, but, you know, this the closest relation to this is uh, the last Rambo film, which was itself uh, like uh, two or three years ago, oh, like, mm -hmm. like three years ago now. So yeah. the fact that it hasn't had a cinema release kind of to be you know it's it's not a bad thing because we're kind of in this world now where major quality films are being chosen for um to headline sort of streamings i mean ron howard's latest film is is was was chosen as one of those um titles yeah. to be uh uh to be the app and to, yeah. sort of to encourage people to sign up for amazon so that this works for a number of, it would have been great to see it in the cinema but it's not mm -hmm. so bad that it isn't but it's really good quality. Uh, the film reminded me of, you know, so many other, so many things. I mean, it's kind of starts out like last action hero, um, mm. but you've also got all the arch enemy and stuff like that. And, and it's that whole child befriends a grumpy old guy kind oh, of, yeah. kind of story. Yeah, yeah. So you've got, you've got a little bit of Gran Torino. And I was thinking also of the um, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's film, We Die Young, where, where he played a, a mute uh, war veteran with PTSD. Yeah, which was pretty good. Uh, also, that's kind of set in the streets, and the kid gets involved in the gang and all that sort of stuff. So there's some similarities there. So we've seen it all before, but it's so well done. The um, you know, the, this this has got a budget, but it's not a mega budget. You know, this this, this wouldn't um, sort of be worrying Marvel or DC at all. You know, there's some good special effects, um, good stunt work. Uh, you know, good set designs and things, but at the mm. same time, you know, th this would be considered to be a, a sort of low budget 
sort of Marvel movie. Yeah, I would <laughs> say it's on par yeah. with like a on <clears throat> par with something like a, a Jason Statham movie, definitely. Yes, like a Rap, exactly. of, Rap yeah, of yeah. Man, for example, yeah, yeah. which yeah. was another film that was but chosen to. You be know, it, it, it's it's that level of budget which is kind of missing from the cinema, I think, at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think people would go to the cinema based, you know, um, for this kind of film. Uh, you know, I remember about, I don't know, five years ago or so when we had films like um, Unlocked with, um, what's the name? Nuno Rapaz. Uh, yeah, Nuno Rapaz. Mm. And, um, you know, Bastille Day with Idris Elba, you know, that, that sort of level yeah. was, was hitting the screens. You know, probably not many screens, but, you know, the, we were getting them at least, and there was the opportunity to go to see films like this. Um, I, I, I think they're sort of being pushed out now, unfortunately, you know, on, onto yeah. streaming services. At least they're getting, it's still getting made. You know, that's the main thing. They're still getting made. Still people want to, want to see them, which is good. It's just like, you know, the venues that we have the opportunity to watch them in are different, I guess. Yeah. Also, <laughs> <clears throat> it, this, this one might not connect with you two guys but my kids and they're younger um you know that moses arias the guy with like the long colored hair mm. you know like the the like the bully yeah i'm like i know him from somewhere i don't he used to be in hannah montana oh, okay. he used to watch i was like oh my god is he <laughs> oh see i know i know him from uh, jean-claude van johnson with right. with the the JCVD TV show because he mm. was he's, he's got he's like one of um uh one of his one of the crew one of like one of the um the, co- the cohorts and he's like this really they do some really quirky stuff with his character because the the whole show's got this really weird tone but his mm. character is kind of introduced and he's like this small guy and he's like looking at this guy and he's like getting into he's getting into the characters' <laughs> heads and giving them nightmares and stuff and he's like <laughs> he's just he's got this really because he's he's all these tattoos on his face is kind of a Robert Lasado kind of look. He's he's really good, and he's good in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, also, he's um, Pilu Ash Aspic. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but um, he's yeah. done loads of stuff. But this is probably the first thing I've seen him in. He reminds me of a few other actors, but uh, <clears throat> I thought he was really good as the as the villain. And yeah, the stuff they do with the character. You know, he's idolizing this nemesis uh, character who was who was. Uh, Literally, I mean, uh, <laughs> Samaritan's nemesis, and uh, yeah. the, the, the the whole uh, sort of um, uh, what uh, he he wants to sort of step into that character's shoes, as it were. And there's a bit of a I don't know, uh, kind of reminded me of um, you know how in Black Panther the the, the Michael B. Jordan character becomes mm. the Black Manta because mm. he, he's kind of standing opposite what Black Panther stands for, and he's he kind of wants to take. He's not necessarily got bad entirely bad intentions but you know he's, he's doing stuff in a really bad way and cyrus is is a bad guy he's very much a bad guy but he feels like he's doing the right thing he actually what mm. he sort of sees himself yeah. as kind of a revolutionary <clears throat> character um kind of reminded me of a kind of reminded me of fan in a way you know what i mean he's got yeah yeah doing bad things for the right, you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah exactly and um, Sophia Tatum as Sill, yes, who's like I was, his, I was, um, I was just yeah. about to mention her. Yeah, yeah, she's she's really good. She, she gets a bit of short shrift, but she gets you know a decent sort of a, amount of sort of character background. 
She really um, reminded me of Lena Headey. She looks like mm, she looks mm, so much like yeah. Lena Headey. She was in a series. Um, this is one of these series that um, was really good on Netflix. So Netflix decided to cancel it after one series called um, "I'm Not Okay with This." Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, which was bastards. yeah, which was really good and ended on a huge cliffhanger. And it's like, nah, we can't be asked. And, you know, everyone's sort of raving about it. It's fucking annoying. And she's um, also in yeah, Riverdale. She, yes, that's right. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that character in that yet, but um, I'm, I'm a fan uh, of Riverdale, so I'm sure she'll catch up to her eventually. Um, yeah, no, this is this was definitely solid stuff. Um, I, don't, I don't know if they're looking to do another one or <clears throat> whatever, but um, definitely potential for one. Um, mm. But yeah, this is definitely a cut above this of the um, sort of you know straight to streaming uh, blockbusters we get. Um, and it's but and it's say it proves that I mean a bit like with Top Gun Maverick, you know, this is hmm. one of those movies that comes along that proves one of these stars has really got it, and they've still got it. You yeah, know, absolutely. we don't necessarily always yeah. see. I mean, Stallone, you know, out of uh, you know Stallone and Schwarzenegger and hmm. all, all the others of his generation, I don't think any any of them altogether have done a film that suits them, or uh, you know, hmm. as well as this suits yeah. Stallone. Hmm. Uh, and, ter- and has been made with a really decent budget. Definitely. I mean, Jean Claude Van Johnson was really was really great for JCVD. But nobody really, again, that's an Amazon yeah. thing. Not a huge amount of seat, but people that, that had good money. It was great. It was a great vehicle for him. Really worked. And this, but hopefully, this will you know not be sort of because obviously it's not got massive marketing or anything. But uh, hopefully, mm. the fact that it's popping up on people's home pages. When they log into Amazon, they, I'm I'm hoping that they'll give it a chance. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, I'll yeah, be honest. I've really... I, I've seen it on a few buzzes around our way. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems to be getting a bigger push than. Oh, they're actually putting out some posters some. and bus bus sides. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. I've seen some. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's <clears> good. <throat> yeah, it's good to going? see that that they're taking that approach with um with some of the streaming releases. Mm. Okay then. Uh, scores on the doors, uh, Steve. I'll give it an eight. Mm-hmm. And Rich? Yes, definitely an eight. Yeah, three eights for Samaritan. It's currently on uh, Amazon Prime. If you're a subscriber, please check it out. If you're not, subscribe, I guess. <laughs> Our next review is Incantation. Six years ago, Lee Ronan was cursed after breaking a religious taboo. Now she must protect her daughter from the consequences of her actions. Uh, Okay, Steve, this is a Taiwanese horror film. Um, I do have some issues with it, and we will get into those. But Mm. there there were points of this where I was glad I had the lights on while I was watching it, Um, especially towards the beginning when she's um when, when weird shit's starting to happen in the apartment and she's yeah. having to just walk around with the you know just the torchlight of the um the phone and yeah that was messed up <laughs> i have to say <laughs> um and, and there were a few instances like that throughout the film you know which i thought were pretty good um my issue with this film is its structure it wants to be a sort of found footage film. So it's trying to sort of show, like, look, you guys, this all, this all stuff, you know, everything happens is real. It's all captured on camera. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and it's sort of bookended 
by an introduction by the mother, uh, Lee, Lee Ronan, who sort of explaining why she's sort of made this video to try and help her daughter. And she wants our help in doing this incantation throughout what we're watching it and things like this. Um, that only works if you can believe that she has managed to find and compile all of this footage from different sources because there's yeah. like CCTV footage, there's footage from other yeah. people's phones, you know, all this sort of stuff going on. Um, and she's put it all together into a film and then added a soundtrack. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because otherwise, it, no, it, it's just a film sort of thing. So it, it wants its cake and eat it too, basically. Um, yeah. How, how did you get on with this? It was okay. Um, <clears throat> like you said, it, to me, it was just trying to be like a paranormal activity film. Hmm. To be fair. It was like, like the third one, you know, where they introduced the kids and stuff. And yeah, there was a few decent, decent scares, but oh no, I just found it a bit, a bit flat. I didn't really like the time, you know, the time jumping. Hmm. Yes, because you know, part of it's set like six six years ago. Some of it's in the yeah. present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I found it a little bit confusing. To be fair, mm. back, you know, because it was just jumping. Yeah, because she, she looks exactly the same, the doesn't it? Yeah, she looks exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, <laughs> there's no difference to her. No. Um, but you know, I kind of like the, the the Ghostbusters, you know, mm. element that that kind of made it sense sense of it. If you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it just get, loses that bit of credibility where he's jumping from everywhere, you know, CCTV, different people's phones, different cameras and things like that. And like, there's a few decent, not jump scares, but like... Um, just creepy shit. The, yeah, the bit, <laughs> the, bit with the, the bit with the teeth, that, that freaked me out. Like, yeah. And, yeah. you know, the old couple... Uh, and stuff like that, but yeah, it was it was okay. I wouldn't run screaming, jumping about it, but yeah, it was all right. Just yeah. a few things that just felt a little bit, bit, it's bit been, quite a little bit too much. Yeah. But there's been lot, some good buzz about Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. I've seen some things, you know, people rave about it on Twitter and stuff, but um, it's okay. Yeah. It is, yeah, it's it. It's okay. It's too long as well. It's um, mm. you know, it's, it's it's getting close to two, yeah, nearly two hours long. Yeah. So it's about twenty minutes too long for for a horror film, let's say. Um, I I did like the twist at the end. <laughs> um, mm. So I get to a point at the end because the whole point of this is that you know, oh, you're supposed to be saying this incantation, you know, or at least thinking about the incantation while you're watching the film. Mm. And there's these various symbols you know, that you come across in the film that you're supposed to sort of remember and stuff. So, so it's playing on your, your mind. And then at the end, you find out exactly what you've been supposedly, incant yeah. you know, this incantation actually means. And um, so, so, you know, that's a nice sort of ring element to it, you know, uh, which I yeah. was, was quite good. But um, again, it just sort of like, well, okay, so how are we watching this footage? At the end of the day, you know, are, are we supposed to believe she's she's compiled all this footage, edited it together, and then sent it from her phone? And if she's done that, then we're still watching her kill herself, sort of thing. You know, this is this, this element at yeah. the end. It's like, okay, but mm. 
yeah, it's a bit weird. It does sort of bring another issue. There's there's a bit where the um, the, the the head of the orphanage uh, believes, you know, he he finally believes what's going on, and she's not crazy and all the rest of it. And he investigates the original footage. Yeah. Um, and he sort of says, oh, "I'm not going to send it to you because it's, you know, one things to end here." And then, you know, something happens to him, and suddenly the footage gets sent to her like multiple times on her phone. It's going bing, 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 and it's like yeah. it's this idea of like, well, how do ghosts know how to use phones? You know, how how do ghosts know how to use technology in such yeah. a way that is, you know, they they can time things perfectly? Yeah. It. it, you know, it, it it does stretch credibility quite a bit, you know, but it, yeah. It's... I think the other thing as well, um, you know, e even though I was quite freaked out about the bit, this bit at the beginning, um, mm. so it's all shot from first person, this thing, because, you know, we're, we're watching it through her phone, you know, using her um, torchlight because yeah. all the lights have gone off and stuff. And so she's moving around, there's weird shit happening in the house. The trouble with scenes like that is it feels like um, it, it's like, you know, the old sort of shoot 'em up games where you're like on rails, where, you, where you're just yeah. following a preset yeah. path and you can't do any, you can't veer off or anything. You're just having to sort of follow what's, what, what you're seeing. Um, and, and you can only see what the camera wants you to see. So, mm. yeah, you know, looking back, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good sort of scare. The way it builds up and everything, but it does feel like a like a fairground ride. Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, not as good as I'd hoped. Um, the the absolute goat for this sort of film for me is, is something called Noroi, N O R O I, um, which is filmed like a proper documentary. It's a Japanese one, so you know it's it's a really good, really scary um sort of fake documentary and it works really well the the, the punchline and that really gets you um, mm. it's very good the, the, yeah this doesn't sort of stick the landing for me because i'm sort of like watching it thinking well you know I, i'm picking holes at the the feasibility of it if you see what i mean you know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, yeah. All, the, all the all the scary stuff yeah that's totally fine but but how it's been presented to me that's that's where i'm that's what's bringing me out of the film. Um, mm. It sort of loses me there. On that note, uh, Steve, what are you going to score it? Uh, I think I'll give it a six. Yeah, that's exactly the number that popped into my head as well. Um, mm. sort of uncanny. Yeah, two sixes for Incantation. It's currently on Netflix. Um, it does have some genuine scares. I do recommend you check it out. Um, it's just the the format that it's trying to present to us is, is where we're sort of um, sort of sticking our, you know, it sticks in our throat a bit. Um, but there you go, two sixes for Incantation. Go check it out. Our next review is Crow. One Halloween night, a Detroit man wades through a brutal odyssey of his memories and dreams, searching for the men who left him to die in the trunk of a car. Um, okay, so this is a fan film um, based on the work by uh, James O'Barr, who made uh, the, the comic strip The Crow, uh, which was turned into the film with Brandon Lee, um, quite famously. And then had two shitty sequels and a crappy t 
TV series. Um, have either of you seen either the two shitty sequels or the, the crappy TV series? I've, I remember watching City of Angels, I think it was, the second mm. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think there were there were three sequels. Okay. Uh, and I think oh, I've God. seen them all because you got the one where um, you have the second one with Vincent Perez, yeah, uh, directed by Tim Pope, which was the the only one from that point to get a theatrical release worldwide. Um, that didn't um, do very well. Then you had the one with Kirsten. Yeah, yeah, the third one was Kirsten Dunst uh, as and it, not in the main role, but she was sort of like the sort mm-hmm. of the headline sort of star. But that was. Um, straight to video in a lot of markets took a really long time i think to get released in the uk Hmm. Uh, and then the fourth one was wicked prayer with edward furlong in the lead role and oh yeah um, dennis hopper and stuff in Hmm. which wasn't very good either the mark the series was you know was a tv series yeah but but it was you know it, it did have some reasonable action and stuff from from Dacascos, um, but apart from that, not really. So it's it was kind of one of those things that, you know, the it was the film that hit big, and mm. then everything else since just hasn't been able to recapture the magic. You yeah. know, I think that, that's they mm. keep trying, but and then they kind of basically gave, gave up. Um, but uh, the, the obviously there's a they keep trying to get new versions mm. off the ground. That's right, and uh, it's really, you know, this is the, I mean, it's a fan film, but this is the only sort of full proper film that we've that we've seen for quite a few years now i i was ready to rip this one a new one um because one of one of the issues i have with the crow franchise is the way they keep aping the same makeup that was used in the first one Mm -hmm. yeah the the way the way brandon's character dressed it was because he was a musician in in a sort of goth band called hangman's joke and um, you know that was his stage makeup and his stage clothes. That's why he dressed that way. You know that was him, Eric Draven. You know there is no reason on earth why the other characters who ended up, you know, in in the other films, looking like that. It's it's kind of like I mean I, I'm a big fan of um, the Donnie Darko sequel, S S Darko. I think it's really good, except for one element. They 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 shoehorn in the um the, the bunny costume or at least the the, the bunny mask. Yeah, yeah. Why? You know this. Yeah, yeah we've talked we've talked about this it's before. Right, like I, when I they know. do yeah, Hannibal yeah. Lecter, when they do <laughs> Hannibal Lecter stories, they have to keep putting that mask in. And it's like, yeah, yeah. That was like yeah. a one little thing they used in one particular situation. Yeah, and now but because it's so of... <laughs> because it's so iconic, it's like yeah. oh that you know it, it's like in the Predator films, you have to have that jungle you know music. It's like otherwise, how will people know that it's a Predator film? You know, it's it, it's that sort of thing. So yeah, I was really glad then. You know, even though it's a bit of a shock to begin, I thought, oh, look what they've done. He's, he's wearing the white makeup and the black eyes and the, you know, the sort of weird mouth and shit. Um, but it's it's different enough and they give a good reason why he's dressed like that. It's not like yeah. I'm putting this on because I'm the crow. It's like, this is how I died. You know, this is, this is how I, mm. you know, I was dressed and made up when I actually died, you know, I think that makes a lot more sense. I like this. This is quite faithful to the concept of the actual um, original comic. Um, It actually borrows certain scenes from the comic that weren't used in the um, Brandon Lee version um, as well. So the the opening of this 
was superb. It's like an ASMR nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Um, and you know, the, the editing in this is, is really good. The only thing that you know kind of gives it away that it's a fan film and you know, not a hell of a lot of money involved is, is the sound design for sort of gunshots. You know, if, if, if yeah. they put a bit more meat into those sound effects, you know, th this would have been a really solid um, action movie. As it is, it is a very solid fan film. Um, Steve, how do you go on with this? I kind of agree with you, but I just think there's certain things that let it down. Um, some performances, especially, you know, like the, the bad guys, shall we say. I just thought they were quite weak. Um mm. Especially the guy with the Mohawk. I just he was he was god awful. Um, I think yeah, I think the issue for me with these guys is whereas in the original they're sort of like really hardened criminals. Yeah. You know, they they're sort of like you know, career criminals who wouldn't blink twice for shooting you or something. You know, these guys kill one girl and they fall to pieces. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you're not scared and, of them. You just you almost feel sorry for them to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. and also just some of the um, I didn't really get half the voiceover mm. that was throwing me a bit. I mean, I'm I'm presuming it was like you say something from the original comic or the concept of it, where yeah, I, don't, I don't know. It was like I, I just didn't get who it was. You know, mm. is it? The crow itself, or is it like? There seemed to be something more or... going on. Yeah, there seemed yeah. to be something more going on. Well, it just didn't really explain it to me, and yeah. that that threw me quite a bit. I mean, and I like the, the build up for the characters, mm. especially you know him and his girlfriend and the the brother. Mm -hmm. um, but I did think it took just a little bit too long to get going. Hmm. I mean, say if you look at the original Crow, what, five, ten minutes in, he's, you know... He's already out of his doing, grave, get, getting dressed. Yeah, doing his yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I just thought it took a little bit too long to get going in that in that sense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, it was it was okay. It was, it was all right. Mm -hmm. I, I, like you say, I'd put it on, first of all, and then I've got this, I'm going to have to do something, and came back to it a couple of hours later. And when I first put it on, I was thinking, no, I'm not going to like this. Um, it's not going to be for me. But it did, did win me over. Mm. But like I say, just a few issues with it. But yeah, it was all right. Mm -hmm. uh, Rich, uh, you, you picked this one out for us. Um, how do you get on with this? Yeah, I'm not overly familiar. I mean, although I've seen the Crow movies, I'm not like a big fan of even the original. Mm. Uh, so... Or, and I've never read the comic book and, and stuff. So I have no sort of uh, axe to grind in, in terms of any of that or, or, you know, judgments or expectations or anything, mm. really. But I did recognise certain, uh, you know, thematic, uh, you know, conventions and things mm -hmm. that I think the film was yeah. picking up on really well. I mean, it, you know, this is a, it is a tragic story of, you know, lost love. Uh, so the film does really sort of dwell on that. It's quite, you know, melancholic and and uh and it, it you know that, that that's kind of fundamental as i understand it to mm. the sort of makeup yeah. of, of what 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 you know why people love the story so much um the 
the sort of key thing really is, you know, yes, we see a lot, you know, see a lot of fan films and stuff. We, we, we're doing a, a, a short shot show uh, covering a few of those, uh, which um, will be out soon. And a lot of those are of a really good standard. Uh, but you don't often get one that's feature length. I mean, usually, yeah. the, if it's a feature mm. length, usually it's 45 minutes, 50 minutes, maybe an hour. Mm. Uh, they just don't have the budget. Uh, this one, they actually managed to make, like very, you know, some, some others have managed it, but they've actually managed to make a full length feature film, a 90, 90 about 91 minute film. Yeah. Uh, that can comfortably sit aside i think can comfortably sit aside the rest of the franchise um although it doesn't have the big production values and 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 uh, star power of even like a, a wicked prayer you know which you know mm. as, as bad as it is you know it's still got the novelty value of all these really famous uh, people turning up mm. as during the running time this is a cast of, of people you know, pretty much everyone might be familiar with i think no. um unless you 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 know you watch a lot of short films and, and things like that well, or um stuff so i think considering the uh, the fact that the cast are unfamiliar uh, and the but you know the director is making his first feature and he's done shorts and mm. you know they're trying they're trying to make something that fits into uh, a particular franchise or something i think they've done a bang a bang up job i think it's a really good film it does work i think for me i was getting a bit i wasn't a bit sure about certain aspects of it like it seemed like he was he was dead, and then he came back, and then he was the crow, like a minute later, uh, in, mm. in in the in the story, and whether that yeah. fitted or not, I wasn't quite sure. And some well, of if them I remember were... rightly in the original, it was a year later, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. This is almost like well, not exactly it's instantaneous, but it's like <laughs> uh, you know, as close as it's yeah, it's within the, it's within the yeah. yeah, it's within the time frame of the police investigation of the murder. Uh -huh. um, so rather than sort of a year later or anything like that. Yeah, and he was, and yeah. So uh, some of them, you know, some of the sort of more uh, artistic leanings and the sort of more melancholic sort of stuff is not really to my taste. So I wasn't really that bothered about that. But I thought, you know, the when uh, the actual one, the way the story is told and the standard of the action and stuff, I thought was what overcame any of the sort of more niggling little aspects of the production. I think, mm -hmm. you know, this is, um, this is really solid stuff. And if you're a Crow fan, I don't think you'd be too disappointed by it. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, put it more succinctly, if you're a James O'Barr fan, uh, you definitely wouldn't be disappointed. Um, I think they do capture the essence of, of the original sort of comic strip. Um, okay, um, we're going to score this. So, Steve, what do you score this one? I'll give it a seven. Mm -hmm. um, and Rich? Yeah, I think it's a, a, a very respectable seven. Uh, yep, a very solid seven for sure. Um, as we said, this is a fan film. It's um, available on YouTube, and you'll find a link to this in the footnotes below. Three sevens for Crow. Go check it out. Our short shot this week is E11 Standard Issues. Uh, this is a Star Wars fan film, and I think it's absolutely genius what they've done here. Um, this is basically it's a YouTube unboxing video. If YouTube unboxing videos existed within the Empire. Um, so, so we, we've got um, TK421 
um, giving his latest um, start, latest Imperial review of the um, the new blaster, the E11 standard, um, and and it is just very amusing. It um, picks up on some of the criticisms that have been thrown the stormtroopers' ways over the years. Um, yeah, this this worked really well. I love the production values on this one. It, it worked really well for me. Uh, Steve, um, over to you. Um, yeah, it was just like frothy kind of throwaway little comedy sketch thing but yeah it was okay I mean I thought the production was really good on it um, especially the scene with where he's testing out the blaster and stuff like that hmm. um, I thought it was done really well it's just a bit, little bit too light for me you know it, it just seemed like a little comedy sketch there was no no heart, no emotion in it. It just it is what it is, you know what I mean? It's, I'll be honest, I've never been into this. Um, <laughs> the unboxing thing. Yeah, I mean, six people opening a fucking box at the end of the day. It's, it's just weird to me. My, my son makes... used to watch loads of these. On, yeah. There's a, a, a YouTube channel that he used to watch. And, you know, especially with Angry Birds, there's lots of Angry Birds merch this guy was getting sent. Mm. Um, and he was like, yeah, let's see what's inside the box and getting all the stuff out and everything. And, you know, millions of people would be subscribing to it and, yeah. and, and watching it. It's ridiculous. And, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't, I don't get it. I, really, I never have done it. It's not anything that's been on my radar, but I, I, get, I get it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I thought, I thought it was done well, you know, acted well. The voice, voice work was really good. And it was quite funny, you know. It's just, it is what it is. I can't say any more really um mm. i've got enough i've got, I've got enough to compare it to <laughs> so, you know in that kind of way but yeah it was okay it is a nice sketch you know you're right you're right yeah. it is i mean it's it's um it, in the grand scheme of sort of star wars lore it's it's, it's pretty inconsequential but you know it does take a dig at, um the, the way storm shoot, troopers shoot um, yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I I think it's it's just really well done. I thought it was very amusing. Um, Rich, what did you make of this one? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. The um, yeah, it's a one joke sort of concept at the end of the day with the mm. with the blaster rifles and uh, you know why do, why can they not why why can't they shoot <laughs> anything mm. and stuff? But they keep finding quite inventive ways to keep sort of at it and he's like he keeps mm. trying to oh well we just got to recalibrate it or oh, yeah. it's just not that's not working <laughs> well but and there's there's throughout the course of the video which i don't know several several minutes long there's um it's just full of like little easter eggs and stuff like mm. there's, he, he's opening the box with a little basically a little lightsaber to cut open the box. And he says, oh, well, we managed to get these crystals to make this thing from mm. uh, as, a, as a leftover from Order 66 and all this mm. sort of stuff. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. it's the production values. The guy who made it, um, uh, Robert, Robert Fran- Franz- Franz- Franzki, yeah. I think. Yes. Uh, he's an uh, animator, I believe. But he's the, he, he's playing the um, TK421 mm-hmm. uh character himself uh he, he so it's like it's kind of like a one-man show thing really as you would expect but the, they passed he pastiches the youtube sort of unboxing video stuff really well you know throw, mm. throwing in these little mm. inserts and asides and mm. and whatever to, to sort of keep it sort of fresh and interesting i think um yeah i think it there's there, these are kind of like a, a little side 
an offshoot where, where you've got like the star the star wars fan films and stuff there's there's quite a lot of this sort of comedy stuff you know playing yeah. with the characters and doing quirky and comedy and i think this is one of the best ones that i've seen it's um it's fun it, it kind of still fits into the universe you know it, it's not yeah. entirely out of the realms of the universe yeah. you know in the way in the same way that you know if you look at something like star trek lower decks yeah. is a comedy series but it's still set within the world of the official it's still set, yeah it still takes that bit seriously yeah it can still work you, you yeah. know you take a completely different go into a completely different genre you can still do it and i, I think you know disney plus is sort of experimenting with doing that sort of thing a little mm -hmm. bit and uh yeah it's a really, it's a good time it's good fun absolutely um okay we don't score the shorts but we do recommend you check this out and you will find a link in the footnotes go check it out Our DTV throwback this week is Night in Paradise. Hiding out in Jeju Island following a brutal tragedy, a wronged mobster with a target on his back connects with a woman who has her own demons. Um, okay, so this is a sort of hard-boiled Korean gangster movie, Steve. Um, mm -hmm. It can be a little bit confusing at times with the names of the characters. Yeah, um, I, I did find that a little bit, um, but yeah, this is this is one messed up film. Basically, it's quite it's, nihilistic. It's fucking grim, is what it is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's pretty damn grim. Um, so our main character, <clears throat> um, a guy called Park Taigo, Taigo, um, at the beginning of the film. We find out that his boss um, is kind of being ostracized within the gang, you know, this this big organized mm. crime crime organization, and um, you know his men are being picked on and this sort of stuff, and, and it's not looking good. Uh, then then his his sister and niece um, get murdered um, you know, with a, what was made to look like a car accident, and he's sort of pointed in the direction of sort of the main boss who he tries to kill yeah. in this um in this bathhouse very brutal sort of uh, mm. sort of scene you know yeah. lots of lots of naked people <laughs> sort of running around with knives basically well it's, it's like that bloody in carter, carter yeah yeah, yeah carter, but, but, we, but yeah. a more re slightly more realistic more realistic, version yeah. yeah but um yeah so so naturally you know after after such a sort of strong power play you know he's um exiled you know being sent away and he's got to sort of cool his heels on this island while he waits for you know to be smuggled out of the country um unfortunately it turns out that you know the guy he targeted doesn't get killed um, but he is sort of seriously injured and his guys are now coming for his boss um, in a pretty serious way um yeah. So meanwhile, uh, as, as the synopsis says, he, he sort of makes friends with this uh, young woman who's working with a, um, her uncle, who's a, um, an arms smuggler on this island. Um, except she, she's got sort of like only days to live or something. She, she's suffering from <laughs> some sort of terminal disease. Um, so so it, it's, yeah, you know, it is very grim, as you said. Um, there's not a hell of a lot of action in this, but there is when it, when there is action, it's pretty decent. It's, you know? Yeah, and it's brutal. It's very, very brutal. It I is very brutal. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's very strong stuff. 
Um, there's a great little sort of fight scene when someone tries to betray her uncle, uh, you know, because they decided mm. that he's in the way. Um, yeah. That, that scene I thought was really good. And uh, yeah, the whole ending, is, <laughs> it just keeps yeah. going on and on. Yeah. You know, when he, when he gives himself up and stuff. We got, so, it, yeah, because we got to one point and I paused it, I think I think the wife rang me or something. Mm. And I'm looking, I'm still half an hour left here. What's, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Jesus. But no, I mean, it's, it's really well shot, really well performed. Mm. It is slightly too long, I'll be honest. Yeah. But it's, it's, Definitely not a beer and pizza or a Friday night movie. It is, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's just grim. It's <laughs> don't watch it if you're feeling doubt. It'll just send you send you under. You know, it really will. Because um, it's just that ending, that last twenty minutes. It, it's <laughs> there's no let up. You know? No. There isn't. There's just you know it. It's it's not like um, you know it's not an action movie where it, you know the guy's suddenly going to find a way to escape or anything like that. It's like no, this mm. is serious shit. You know, he's yeah. clearly outnumbered. You know, and uh, what what I did find amusing was was um, there's a scene in this bit where you know because because he makes uh, the guy sort of promise. To let his men go because you know they got beaten up and stuff they're in hospital mm. he said let, let my men go let, let the girl go and i'll give myself up so he's like yes of course i promise you know honorable uh people and all yeah. this and then his own boss is still like double cross him and he, you know yeah. and he's like going what the fuck <laughs> you know he's <laughs> like yeah. i promised him he's gonna let his men go and you've gone and killed him it's like you bastard you know but um <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's it's a tough one, um, but you know, at least it does give you a certain amount of catharsis when um, you know, the girl turns up at that diner. Yeah. At the end, yeah. you know, you know, it's on when she just turns around and locks the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that little moment. So yeah. Um, Here we go. Was, yeah, it's, it is yeah. good, but um, you know, it's 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 really well shot. It is a little bit too long. I, I agree. Um, it's a bit confusing at first, you know, who's done what to who exactly. Um, yeah. But it does sort of eventually yeah, but, sort of settle down. I mean, I, I, it sounds daft, but I like the way, you know, he's supposed to be, you know, big hard gangster and stuff. And hmm. when he's, his niece turns up, he's like, you know, he's like a big kid with her, <laughs> yeah. you know. And, <laughs> but you, you, know, you know what's coming. You know something's going to happen. Something's going to hmm. go wrong, you know. And you know, he's, the way he portrays his grief, I thought was it was really good. You know, it, mm. just the way you know he goes from that to that, and obviously, you know, something like terrible like that happens. It, it, you know, you bounce be in that kind of state, but um, just the way he pulled it off, I thought he was it was really good, really, really good. Yeah, it's a, it's a very solid film, um, very nihilistic, as you said. Um, I, th I think there is a thing about, um, you know, sort of films from Korea, Japan, you know, Hong Kong, they are kind of on edge because you never know for sure how the ending's going to go. You know, it, it, yeah. it, 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 with an American film, 99% of the time, you know, 
you know, somehow the hero is going to come out on top. With you know, yeah. a, a lot of Asian films, you're left in doubt for long periods. You know, it, it really could go either way. You know, for, for any mm. film, and, and that's definitely the case here. You know, you just don't know. Or, you know, you're thinking, well, there's no way he's going to get out of this unless he suddenly becomes yeah. a superhero or something. It's, um, but yes, this is, this is very solid. It, it, you know, it's not as, um, it's not as bloodthirsty as uh, The Night Comes For Us, which is another very superlative um, sort of gangster thriller. That, that is crazily bloody, that is. Um, but, but this is a bit more sort of um, subdued, uh, long periods of sort of, introspection between the characters mm. but it is it is very engrossing very enjoyable um enjoyable entertainment no, no. <laughs> it's it's worth a watch is what we're trying yeah. to say yeah <laughs> <laughs> trying to find the right adjective here um but yes yeah, so it's definitely worth a watch um you won't regret it just um you know perhaps have something a bit more fluffy and enjoyable to watch afterwards yeah definitely. okay um we don't usually score the throwbacks um but we do recommend you check them out this is on netflix um so yeah if you've got if your next flicks of like if you're a neck jesus if you are a netflix subscriber please go check it out there we go and that is the end of this week's show so thanks to rich and steve for joining me talking about these films Always no there he is um yep so don't forget to check us out on facebook and twitter at the dtv digest also check us out on the um, the dtv shorts uh, there'll be a new episode coming out very shortly other than that thanks for listening tune in next time thank you for listening to the dtv digest let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune in again next time